Welcome to the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour, the world famous podcast that brings you true crime stories, feature interviews, and hip hop all in one podcast. On today's episode, I chop it up with my good friend, attorney Chantal Joseph. She is a superstar attorney, entrepreneur, mom, wife, and Miami, Florida native. We talk about how and why she became a lawyer, her experiences at Howard University, and of course, we break down and analyze her favorite hip hop songs. Chantal founded her own law firm after working 10 years in the public defender's office in Baltimore, Maryland. Her law firm focuses on immigration, family law, and personal injury cases. She has offices in Greenbelt, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C., and also in Miami, Florida. Chantal is licensed to practice law in Maryland, D.C., and Florida. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the interview as much as I enjoyed having it. Here we are with attorney Chantal Joseph, my sister from another mister, wife, mother, daughter, lawyer. Is that the good order to have everything? That's the good order. Okay, perfect. So we've been talking all caring about lots of different things. And thank you for coming, first of all, to the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour, our first guest. So we are practicing, actually. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not me being your test dummy. <laughs> you are our guinea pig. Right. We can't, we can mess up all day and it's okay. No it's, judgment. It's okay. Okay. Before we went on camera, we were talking about your story, uh, how you became a lawyer, and you are an immigration attorney, family law attorney, and anything else that I'm missing? Personal injury. Right. And criminal defense. A awesome. Bit. Licensed in Maryland, Florida, mm-hmm. and D.C.? Correct. Awesome. So, you are from Miami originally. Right. Well, I was born in Guadalupe. I just learned that five minutes ago. (laughs) I've known you a long time, never knew that. Yes. I was born in Guadalupe, moved to New Jersey, then to Miami, Florida, grew up in in Miami, well, Miami and New Jersey, went to Howard University, the Howard University. H-U? You know. (laughs) And then I went to University of Florida Law School. Right. At University of Florida, I realized I wanted to be back in the DMV, so I moved back to Maryland to take the Maryland Bar in 2003. And you were just telling us that you went to Howard undergrad because you wanted to go to Howard Law School. I did. So that was always my dream, to go to Howard Law School. Because? Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. Look right behind you. No, no. Yes. Because of Thurgood Marshall. So that was always my dream. I would be a Howard Law graduate That from sixth grade. Wow. See, I didn't even know about Howard Law in sixth grade. Yep, sixth grade. My sixth grade teacher, one of the sixth grade actually a fifth grade teacher, she went to Howard. For law school? No, just undergrad. Just undergrad. Okay. So she is the first person to ever tell us about Howard University. So she was always so proud. And I was like, oh, Howard University. So my best friend and I were like, oh, we're going to Howard because that nice. was like the school that she is. She was so proud of that. So it's the gold standard, I must it, say. It is the gold standard. Right. It is the gold standard. So I went there to go to law school. And I also thought that. I don't know if someone told me this, or I made this up in my head that if I went to undergrad, then I would have a better chance. You might, I guess. I don't know. If that was like a un- unknown rule. Right. I mean, or I know something. a couple of people that did that. I, yeah. I went to Howard Law School. Um, I didn't go to Howard undergrad, but there was a couple of folks, you know, a good friend of ours who you may may know went to Howard undergrad. Uh, Marguerite, she went to Howard oh, undergrad okay, and okay. Uh, Howard Law School. Okay, yes. So that was like the plan. But then maybe my sophomore year, my mother had a stroke. 
So I decided that I, and I was traveling back and forth to Florida while in undergrad. And by traveling, I mean driving. Right, right. Back and forth from D.C., to Florida. To Miami. Let's be to, specific. To Miami. Because Florida is a big place. Me and my friends would just be like, what you doing this weekend? To my friends, Toya and Celia. We'd be like, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. Y'all want to go home? And we would just get in a car and go home And I know that D.C. to Atlanta is about 10 hours. So Miami so. had to be about 18. Whew. It had to be about 18. And I the, these trips were like the best trips. But I would never tell my mom that I was coming home. Because she would be, she would freak out. So I would just pop up at the house because I didn't want her to worry the entire time right. that I was driving down there. Looking back, I'm like, what were we doing? Like U.S. Airways, which was no longer, but which was back then. They don't have U.S. Airways anymore. No, they don't have U.S. Airways anymore. We, it was an easy flight. That was a good airline. I that feel was like. a good airline, but we used to just drive home back and forth. So we used to do that often. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just go to school back home. And be closer to my mom. I didn't want to go to like to UM or anything like that. University of Miami. I did not want to go to UM. Why not? Because I didn't want to stay at home. Because I'm a Haitian girl. You're a Haitian girl. We, so, we'll talk about that. Okay, so they still today, I am 44 years old, and people think they can still tell me what to do. Be, I'm married. People in your family, you yes, mean? Yes, people in my family. Right. People in my family. So because your culture is very. Uh, I'm the youngest. Matriarch dominant. It is. I am the youngest of. Three, four, including my other brother, um, who my mom raised. So, you know, I'm just a baby. So right. I just did not want to be at home you with your people. I did. I wanted to have my own place. I wanted to have my own apartment. And I knew people in Gainesville. So a lot of people from my high school went to UF. So I wanted to go to UF. I had an ex that went to UF. So I wanted to go to UF. Should we want to talk about the ex on the podcast? No, I mean, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We, we were all, friends. We all have exes. We all have exes. He's a friend, but that's. So he's still a friend. He was a friend then? He was a friend then. Yeah, he was yeah. a friend then. You are a very, I was telling Ben before you got here, she's a guy's girl. Like, you would think you have like 10 brothers. Yeah. No, you have at least one brother. I have two. Okay. I have two. But yes. 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 So, yeah, still a friend. I can, only one person in my past, I would say that I no longer speak to. Right. Okay. But everybody That's else, good. we You're still... very friendly. Yeah. That's why we had Wait, you on. Wait, hold on now. Don't, I'm not right. that friendly. <laughs> hold, hold on. That's <laughs> why we had you on. <laughs> As our first guest, because you would be non-judgmental and non, friendly. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I went to UF, and then when I was there, I was like, I hate, I hated Gainesville. It was like a... I've never been. Hated Gainesville. Hated the experience. My first year there, it was all this hoopla. We only had one black professor. Actually, one of my, my favorite professor, Michelle Jacobs, came back from Howard to hmm. come to Gainesville. She was on some some kind of leave where she was teaching at Howard. She's a UF professor. Nice. They brought her back because there, were not, there was not enough diversity. So uh, the makeup of the school, of your law school class is what? Like how many black folks? Hmm. Um, we were, I feel like we were less than 20%. Yeah. How big was, how many students do you remember? My class had to have about 200. Okay. We had 200 in our class as well at Howard. but <laughs> Very yeah. different. Very different. Right. But it was, a, it was a crazy thing because it was like the biggest class in Howard's history. Really? Yeah. 2005. No, when did you graduate? 2003. Yeah, you went straight through. I went straight through. Did you take a break? I did take a break. I took yeah, three I years off. Really? Yes. What did you do? I got a master's degree in oh, Spanish. Yeah, I, yes. Right. Yes, then yes, I worked yes, for a year. Where did you work? I was working at different schools. I taught Spanish in elementary school, some college courses. 
But the masses play? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, okay. I was a good teacher. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> It was part time work. That explains law school. Yeah, right. yeah. So then you decided that law school was. Yeah, really then I decided I was getting I was gonna get a PhD in Spanish, and then I, I got know that. asked to leave my program at Tulane University because I wasn't academically. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the word that they used. I used to be able to tell it to you, but it's been a long time. I wasn't smart enough in their opinion, basically. Really. So I had to leave the program. They didn't. And they didn't give me the degree. They said no degree. And you got to leave. I spent two years there. While you were in your PhD track? Correct. So they said, no master's degree for you. No master's? No master's. And you kicked out. Adios. So <laughs> literally, I had, adios. Literally, adios. So I had to fight them. I got the master's degree after I appealed their decision. And then, I, and then they said, okay, we, we kicked you out, but we take it back. And at that point, I said, you know what? I'm trying to, I, I'm going to Xavier University, undergrad, HBCU. I said, I didn't know anything really about Howard Law School. I just knew it was Howard it's Law Howard. School. It's right. Howard. It's Howard. I mean, when you just hear Howard and you're just like, Correct. I want to be the cream of the crop. So I said, I just applied. I took the LSAT. I got in. And the rest is history. And you moved on to D.C. And then I've been here ever since. I think that's the one thing that, on one hand, I, re- I regret, but I don't know if I regret Right. I regret not going to Howard Law School. I feel I would have had a different law school experience. But my Definitely friends <laughs> in law school, like I have two best friends from law school. They're just with the best. So I feel like they kind of my little small group, my little section helped make my law school experience better. But that was not the law school that I was supposed to be at. Right. But you went to Howard undergrad. I did. So, and I have a love for Howard. You, you know, do. I do. I love Howard. Yes. I love my experiences at Howard. I can't talk about all yeah, this record. Right. You can't, you can't talk about parental advisory But it was definitely Second the to best none. four years of my life. And honestly, the law school was the best three years of my life. Yes. It I was, say this all the time. The best four years of my life. It was amazing. Yeah. So how was your law school experience in general? So, because mine, I, I, mine I, I, was probably very different from yours. Mine was like an undergrad experience. I did not have that experience. Right. But I went to Howard, so there was. So it you was had okay. so much stuff in the bank that you exactly. Right. So what we did, we studied. Study groups were the highlights. I went to University of Florida, Gator Town. I've never been to a football game. Wow. I've never done any of that UF stuff that they do. I actually, my son is very interested in football, and I said this year I would take him. But this University of Miami would be right. The U, right? That would be the school. No, but UF, UF, and UM are like very combative. So right. to go so, to so you would be loyal to UM, I would assume. No, I would be. I'm I'm loyal to UF. Really? Because I went there. But you're from Miami. I know, but I am still loyal to UF because I went there. I'm a Gator, so I'm gonna. Stick by it. I'm going to stick beside them. All right. Um, so for anyone, so what? what is your career? How did you end up being an immigration, personal injury, uh, criminal defense attorney? I didn't think that would be anything except for a public defender. Right. It is sounds, that how you started out? Yep. That I started is- out as a public defender. And actually, when I, I took the Maryland Bar in August, what, July 2003, and I applied to the PD's office as soon as I knew that I passed October I told Halloween 2003, and I just kept waiting and waiting. And I told myself that I would not apply to anywhere else 
until I became a public defender. Because if I applied to somewhere else and I liked it and the money was good, and then I would not do what I really wanted to do. And I would later on in life regret it. So you so wanted what to be I a did, public defender. You I did. Had, you had so a passion. Passion. And for those people who don't know what a public defender is, what's a public defender? So a public defender is an attorney who provides free representation to incarcerated defendants. Right. Right. So it's free for them. We do get paid, but it's free for them. And we're paid by the state or, you know, we're paid. I was paid by the state of Maryland. And how long did you do that? I did that for almost 10 years. Wow, that's I didn't I didn't expect that answer. Yeah, ten oh, years. Ten years. That? And the only reason why I decided to branch from the public defender's office was because I had children and high daycare bills, and right. and I just wanted to try something else. And I I started to grow this passion for immigration. I did not want to be an immigration attorney initially, because as a Haitian, all Haitians are immigration. Not all Haitians, but like a majority of Haitians are immigration attorneys. That's what you kind of like branch into. Um, especially in Miami. So I wanted to do something different. And there were people in my family who were incarcerated when I was younger. And their incarceration, and I just remember hearing little things here and there, like, man, I had a public defender, man. That, that public defender threw me. And if I had money, I would have had a, you know, I would have got me a you private. Had a real lawyer. I would have had a real lawyer. Right. And I'm like, dang, why are people talking about public defenders like this? Like, you know, that's real bad. So even at UF... I geared towards the criminal defense. I did a public defender clinic. Um, you know, I went in that route because I knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to do family, even though I'm doing family now. I didn't want to do family. I didn't want to do anything but represent. So you were passionate about criminal law. Very passionate about criminal law. And I was more, it's not so much as a criminal law, but just making sure that I gave people who couldn't afford private attorney Serve you know, a private right. attorney. I wanted to give pay them for a lawyer. I wanted to give right. them what they thought they would have top notch representation. For. Exactly. Right. And that's how you and I met, actually. Yes, that's how we met. Because I was a prosecutor and you were a defense attorney. And I was telling you off camera that you remember the time that I first met you. And you did not remember. I did not it's okay. remember, but fine. you can tell us. But I remember that I was a young prosecutor. I think you had been <laughs> In the PD's office, uh, maybe a little bit, a couple more years before me, mm-hmm. I remember my first day in uh, what's called circuit court. I walked in, and you were like, oh, there he is. <laughs> you probably were late, and I, was, I didn't know what was going on with my clients. I was fresh meat, and it was Judge Watts' courtroom. You remember Judge Watts? I do remember. Oh, you were, I thought it was... No, it was Judge Watts. I thought we were in Judge Kershaw for some reason. Judge Watts, I remember Okay. This. I remember getting taken advantage of in the early years. Yeah. Um, by many defense attorneys. I mean, you know, you just did. You did the people's work. I mean, it's bad enough you were a prosecutor, so right. at least you had to do the people's work on the other end. But you was not one of them. You did not take advantage of see? me. See, and then I'm I'm older than you, and you still said so you you came. I see. I took a lot of time off, and I was a rookie, but you had been in the game for a little bit longer than mm-hmm. me. You didn't take advantage of me, and then we became friends, and we've been friends ever since. Yes. And you left what year, the PD's office? I left at, in December of 2013. So I left the prosecutor's office in October of 2011. And we both went into private practice. Oh, yeah, because you yeah. told me about the office space. Right, we shared office space. Yeah. Right, and we've been friends and blah, 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 blah. Years and years. <laughs> the years have passed, and I'm still doing criminal, and I haven't branched out to do other things, but you have. 
have. And you, I look at you now as an immigration lawyer more than anything else. Yes, because I don't really do as much criminal anymore. It's especially, I think I probably stray, I was trying to stray away from criminal once I left the PD's office because I really want to build an exclusive immigration practice. But of course, I literally like two days ago got a text message from someone who I represent in 2019 telling me how I help them change their life. Right. And I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, it, this week has been a grueling week. So to get that test message, I was like, oh. I was like, I told her, I was like, thank you for sending this. Because I'm like, this week, I'm like, to hell with uh, everybody in the law. I want to go do, I want to go bake cookies or something. Thank you for tuning in to the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour. I hope you enjoyed part one of my interview with Chantal Joseph. Please like and subscribe to the channel. Don't go anywhere. Part two of this interview features Chantal and I talking about her love for music and all things hip hop. A video version of this interview can be found on my YouTube channel at The Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour. Catch you on the B-side.